These are stories about murder. (gasps) Could there be a hidden clue? Things that are exceptionally alarming. Like what? Just alarming things. Because he's at the bottom of the ocean, every little sound is intensely magnified. He hears animals eating his friends and crewmates. Oh my God. Instead of scattering ashes, he had simply dumped them in the parking lot. (laughs) In Germany, before a royal court. Thought she was Polish. No, the magician is Polish. This is three shots in. And today we're talking about... Welcome back to Three Shots In. I'm Jess. I'm Jake. This is episode 17 of season four, where we're talking all about fashion, baby. Fashion. Wow. Paris. Um, Milan. Tyra Banks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Very good, Jake. Thank you. Thank you. I think she was a model or something. Well, yeah. Model, actress. Who was the the, uh, Chaste? You stay? Chaste? Mm-hmm. Chasse away. Sachet. Yeah. Was that Tyra Banks? No. That was RuPaul. Oh, they look close enough. That's true. I thought they were the same. I thought that was the same person. I thought that was like the Tyra Banks show. Uh-uh. No. Didn't that, Tyra that Banks have her own show or wasn't she like the host of some? The Tyra Banks show? No, 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 no. Like a, like a modeling show? Yeah. That was America's Next Top Model. Oh, I always forget that one exists. I thought that was Project Runway. But it's Project Runway when they're like making clothes. They're designing fashion, whereas Project Runway is they're trying to like groom models, but not in the sex way, in the other way. <laughs> A different kind of groom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, thank you all for joining us on this amazing podcast that everyone loves. Yes. Thank you guys but for being here. Even bigger thanks to those of you who love us even more than the average person. Our patrons. Our patrons. They're so amazing. You guys are awesome. You make us throb with love and warm platonic feelings. Throb? We want to throb today? That's what your heart does, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. It goes and it throbs. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It, it puts, you know, blood throughout your body. Yeah. No, their hearts are just busting Mm -hmm. with, with love. Yes. I love it. Um, yeah, no, thank you. Thank you guys. You guys are the best. Uh, we, have recently put out uh, the Three Shot Cinema for Barbarian. We did. And there's a much little bonus content there. So maybe you should go check it out. And if you can't check it out because you're not a patron, well, then maybe just become a patron. Just become a patron. You know, you can do that too. You've been wanting to for a while anyway. Yeah, just pull the trigger. You know, do it. You've been thinking to yourself, I don't know, what have they really got going on there? Literally, it would take $5 for you to find out. And I guarantee you'll be surprised with what you find. Meaning, I don't think you have anticipated how many episodes of Three Shot Cinema there are at this point. There there's quite are a few. Quite a few. Yeah, there's quite a few there. Yeah. Um, Shots Tonight, El Himador again. Oh, yeah. It's a classic. We quite enjoy it. The staple, mm-hmm, really. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first first uh, liquors that we were we were downing. The very first, actually. Beginning very of the first podcast. Episode. Mm-hmm. You were very resistant this time to having uh, Lime Wedge Chasers. I wasn't resistant. You were very resistant. I wasn't resistant. You were like, where are my limes? I need to go get limes. I offered to go and get them first and then you gave me shit about it. You said, why didn't you get limes? Well, yeah, why wouldn't you? What the fuck? I didn't even know we were going to shoot tequila. Yeah, I know. But then the moment you found out, you didn't just go do that. Why were you, why did it take you fucking 30 minutes to put makeup on? It didn't. 
It took put, me like put 15. all that makeup on to look like a fucking horse. It was like 15. Mm, whatever. Drinks. What are you drinking, Jess? Well, I have here what looks like maybe six ounces of water left in my 24 ounce water bottle. Oh, good for you. Wow. It's going to so need healthy. a refill soon. Uh huh. And then I have about a little less than half of my big protein shake. You have a milkshake? No, it's not a milkshake. There's no milk in it. No? There's oat milk, though. Is it, oh, so it's like a smoothie? Yes, from my, my favorite place, Smoothie King. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I got but me. But I do plan on drinking something different. I don't, I'm not going to have any more of the smoothie because I'm full. And then the water I'll refill so that I don't get super, like, silly drunk. Yeah. But then I would really like to have perhaps another De Serona or maybe a dirty little Corona. Oh, a dirty little slutty Corona. Slutty Corona with like a little that. tequila. That's when you put tequila inside Corona. Yeah. And I don't like, know if you guys knew about that. I didn't know about that. You like flip the bottle so that it like infuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You put a little like lime in there, lime juice. Yeah, just a little bit. Mm. No, it's pretty good. Um, I'm drinking me some Bush Light. Um, you know, everyone is hating on Anheuser-Busch uh, right hating now. Hating on the Bush right now. Because... You know, Bud Light did that commercial that really wasn't received well. (laughs) And because of that, their value has dropped like $7 billion. Wow. No one's buying it. Um, I went to uh, Walmart to pick up some beer. Now, I wasn't looking for any form of like Anheuser-Busch. I was looking for Blue Moon. Um, But I did notice that the Blue Moon, or not the Blue Moon, the, uh, the Bud Light was- Incredibly discounted. Overly stocked. Like they had way too much of it. And that's like in the beer aisle never looks like that. Mm -hmm. It's because no one is touching it because I guess this commercial really pissed people off. I don't know. I didn't see the commercial. I still haven't seen it. I honestly have no idea what's going on. I just know that someone fucked up, I guess. Now, listen, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know if what they did was a fuck up. Do I think the result is a huge fuck up? I think it was just a silly choice for the people who are the kind of people who are interested in Bushlight. It's obviously a bunch of straight. Dudes. Well, it's not Bushlight. It Bud Light was specific. It was specifically Bud Light. It's just they're all owned by the same company. Oh. Well, like, I think you know what I mean. I think that it was pretty clear that their target audience was a bunch of straight dudes who have gutter palates, like meaning the straightest kind. Oh, did they do like a like a gay commercial that wasn't received well or something? Oh, I have no idea what's on the commercial. I, have, I know I what's meant on the cans. Yeah, I have no idea at all. All I heard was that people weren't drinking Bud Light anymore. And I was like, well, I never did. So that's not a big deal for me. I'm not going to start buying it. I'm not going to stop because I never did. Um, and then I saw that their like stock price or whatever. They they lost about $7 billion at this point. Right. Yeah, no, they decided to, to the best of my knowledge, um, go a little mm, wayward. They decided to do something a little different than just targeting hetero males. Um, And the hetero males, believe it or not, didn't respond well. So listen, I don't, from what I know, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but it also was a really silly choice for them, I think. Okay. I think based off of what I saw, like the new like can design, you know, they have a new sort of like sponsor, you know, celebrity appearance of a sort. Is it like a drag queen? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, um, a trans woman. Okay. And they put that's, her, that's why, that's why everyone was pissed off. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's right on oh. the cans okay. and like looking really feminine and she's just this skinny trans lady. Um, and I, I mean, I can only assume she's in the commercials as well 
but the kind of men you're you're trying to appeal to. Yeah, they miss their tar- targeted just, audience. I don't know. Like, do I think the the response should be this strong? Not really. But also, do I think you made a really weird, silly mistake? Yeah, I do. Are like, do I think they should be surprised? They're they're well, pro- like they're not as popular right now, and they're losing money from that choice. No, I don't think they should. My be. my opinion of Bud Light remains unswayed. It's dog shit, and I hate it. <laughs> so I won't drink it anyway. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it would have been much better received if they had put this trans lady on like like White Claw or or Lacroix or whatever. I see. Yeah. Or Mike's Hard Lemonade. Because it's not like like she's a trans woman, and like from what I've seen, she tries her best to look like Audrey Hepburn. Weird to put someone who looks like okay. Audrey Hepburn on a can of Bud Light. It's you know just what's funny though? Really weird. You know what's funny? What? If they would have put some like WWE wrestler wearing like a jock strap or no, not a jock strap, like the underwear, you know? <laughs> they have like like gold like underwear and that's all they that's all they have on. A speedo? A speedo. There you go. Yeah. If they would have put like some bulked dude sweating in a speedo, yeah. That would have I'm assuming that would have sold a lot more. On a Bud Light? On a Bud Light. It definitely would have. <laughs> Because I know what you're th- what you're implying. Like yeah. if you put a half naked man on uh-huh. there with like his fucking six pack and like his lats for days, yeah, they'd have been and like his digitally oh, fuck. enhanced bulge. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck yeah, and they would have guzzled that down no problem. <laughs> <laughs> but they, that's just it. They would have, you know, no problem. Yeah. But I don't know. With Bud Light, you're targeting some dudes that what they want is to feel their masculinity enhanced. And that's not going to work with someone who looks like Audrey Hepburn transitioned from being a male <laughs> on their cans. Ah. Like, it's just not going to work. I see. I see. Well, thank you for that update. You're welcome. I'm going to count that as our updates because that was kind of longer than I thought that would be. So, mm-hmm. well, we'll spin then. Spin it. I'm going to let you spin it today. I always spin first. Then fuck you. This is equal rights. I'm all about equality. You go ahead and you spin. That's what I meant by that. Thanks. Just so you know. No, thanks. I, I want I you to feel that. like you're valued as much as I am. I'm probably more valued than you are. Okay. Has nothing to do with what you're thinking. Sure. So sure, it's sure, just sure, because sure. I'm better in every way. Maybe they should put you on the Bud Light can. I would sell Bud Light. You think so? Oh, I would sell Bud Light. You know what? Here's how we'll try it. I will be on the I will be on the Coors Light cans. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I'll sell Coors Light for sure. Cool. Thanks. Anyway, you are a fashion designer. Who is modeling your clothes down the runway? Um, so, you know, you designed, I don't know. Well, you, you spun, you well, span. We're, we're about to be in summer. So it's a, it's a summer edition. Well, we're in spring right now though. Yeah. But they would be modeling for summer clothes. Why would they be doing that? So that everyone buys these clothes for summer. I don't really know how modeling runways work. Neither do I. So that's what I'm assuming. Okay. Anyway. That's what we're assuming. You're doing you're doing summer clothing. So showing a lot of skin, you know? Like, okay. Maybe maybe you're doing some swimsuit that's, modeling. That's what the men are wearing, you think? Oh, they're wearing shorts and little little sandals, maybe, maybe like a tank top. Like they're showing more skin than they would in the winter, Jess. That's what I mean. I just don't know what I'm elaborating. I want to make sure that we're clear. Who's modeling your clothes? Um I, I already got mine. Okay, go ahead. The cast of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They're modeling your clothes? Yes. Okay. Now, three of them are actually really fit. 
right? And so they would, you know, look more like models than the other two. Uh huh. But the other two, not as fit. Are you specifically Danny you DeVito? Danny DeVito, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, even even the minor characters, bring them all in. Why not? I think that'd be a fun. That'd be a fun time. A fun little show. Yeah, especially if like the cat lady looked like the cat lady, and Cricket, you know, was all fucked up. Uh huh. That'd be fun. Okay. All right. So you mean like they'd be in character for the fashion show? Yes, they'd have to be in character. Okay. Um, I think I would like my clothing designs, my summer clothing designs, I guess, to be worn by, I mean, I don't know, the um, modern day cast of the original Ghostbusters. So Bill Murray? Yeah. I can't name any of the other people. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver was in it. Yeah. She's she, modeling yeah, for she's you. She's there too. Is she is she doing um karate really slowly? No, she doesn't have to do that. No. No, not in the Ghostbusters. Okay. She's just there to be pretty in the Ghostbusters. Oh, she wasn't doing slow karate like in the Defenders. No, no, no need. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um also the ghosts are there. <gasps> oh, yeah. you got you got like the The librarian and the the um Slimer. The, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow the Man. Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man is there. Yes. All of them. Um, the sexy ghost that goes down on Dan Aykroyd. Apparently, I don't remember Ghostbusters <laughs> at all. I mean, you don't see it. It's implied. It's because he like they're exhausted from working all the time. And so he has a sex dream about a ghost. So he wakes up or like it. It looks like a ghost is about to give him a blowjob because you see his belt get undone. And then it goes up to his face and he goes cross-eyed. But then you see that he's sleeping. So he's just imagining a sexy ghost gives him a good time it's confession time jessica oh i don't think i've ever watched ghostbusters i mean considering how devoid of happiness and (sighs) any value for something that's nostalgic or well done or well loved um you kind of just are as a person i don't think you would enjoy it now wow what that was mean <laughs> no it wasn't one. it was true uh no i think dad tried to get us to watch it as kids and i was just too young that i just did not care for it and so i just never had the like oh i need to watch ghostbusters i've never actually seen it i don't think i think you'd enjoy it you know if you were not the kind of person who hates things that are good I'm not that kind of person. You are. I don't hate things that are good. I like all things that are awesome. Do you like macaroni and cheese? I like macaroni and cheese, Jessica. I don't like craft macaroni and cheese. You don't like any macaroni and cheese unless no. it's the kind that is made really fancily and slowly. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta make a a roux and yeah, your noodles. Yeah, exactly. And so yes, exactly. Mix it what all I in said. and you gotta bake it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the best mac like, and cheese. Do you like peanut butter? Not really. No. I don't think so. What about hot dogs, Jacob? I don't know how to answer that one. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to be attached no matter what I say. Yeah. You look like the 4th of July. <laughs> Makes me want a hot dog real bad. Uh, okay, well, I mean, we answered the question. It was a terrible question. Awful. I don't know who came up with that. Yeah, that was a really, really stupid question. Stupid wheel. Awful. Just dumb. Some horse came up with it. It wasn't Probably. me. It sounds Probably. like that's what you're suggesting. No. It wasn't me. No, I don't suggest things. Anyway. Yeah. Who should go first? It's me. It's my turn. Why? You went first last time. I didn't go first last time. You went first last time. And I have it written down as proof. I know. So shut your but mouth. But you easily could have foiled that. Maybe. Maybe not. Or soiled it even. Soiled it? No. That's not what happened. 
but you could have. Sure, I could have, because I'm the scribe and you're not. You don't know what's happening where, okay? That does, that, what? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Jessica, it's time for my tale. Fine. My fashion tale. So, for this story, we're going all the way back, all the way back. To? November of 2021. So, like, really not long ago at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, January of 2021... Fashion designer Talisa Nunes Dorado, she was 27, Okay. decided to move from Sao Paulo, where she was born. This is in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Move from Sao Paulo, where she studied fashion, where she worked in fashion, you know, um, and she was going to live with her mom and her, like, in the same area as her mom and her grandmother. Uh, her family had moved during the, like, beginning of the pandemic to Parati. Okay. Like P-A-R-A-T-Y, Parati. Alrighty. Okay, this is on the Costa Verde of Rio de Janeiro. The green coast. Of Rio, uh-huh. Um, they say it's like of Rio, but it's like 250 kilometers away from Rio. So I don't know how close that actually is. Okay. Well, maybe Rio de Janeiro is, isn't Rio de Janeiro the capital? Uh, I think I think Sao Paulo is the capital. Is the capital? Rio, I think, is the biggest city. Okay. I could be wrong, though. I don't fucking know. Maybe it's a district as well or something. This was all translated from Portuguese to English. <laughs> and that's what I got my notes from. So some things might sound weird. Okay. But, you know, just roll with it. Alrighty. Um, so this city, um, Parity, was about, had a pretty small, but pretty big, about 50,000 people. Um, and her and her family, uh, Talissa, had sought like a quiet life. They knew it was safe here. You know, it wasn't a big place with danger and murder because Brazil has like one of the highest rates of murder in the world. We talked about that during the live. Actually. We did. In mm-hmm. 2018, there was like, almost, I think 56,000 plus homicides. Yeah. Which is insane. Crazy. It's, it is. I think, I think it was, I read a thing once that the murders, the number of murders in Brazil are more than all of like the US and Europe combined Whoa. or something. It, uh, that might be an exaggeration. But it was something crazy like that. Okay. Like Brazil's got a lot of murder going down. Okay. Not that we necessarily have murder here though, so. Anyway, 11 months later after moving, um, Talissa was found dead. Oh no. That's right. So listen, I'm not gonna tell you how she was found dead yet. Okay. We will get there because I want you to hear the story first, okay? Okay. So Talissa, she studied fashion at the European Institute of Design in city I can't pronounce, Sao Paulo. Okay. Um, she actually did a course completion in Paris, right? Course so, completion? Like she studied abroad oh, for okay. fashion I stuff. I mean, it was, yeah. In Paris. Um, and since then she had become like very specialized. She worked as a stylist for uh, famous Brazilian brands. She was a, uh, she, sorry, she worked for uh, Ricardo Almeida, which means nothing to us, but that's like a huge fashion name in Brazil. Oh, okay. Okay, so b- the Brazilians listening are like, oh my God, what? You know? Ricardo? What? Yeah, Ricardo. Anyway, um, they participated in market research development. Uh, she made many pilot pieces and prototypes of clothes that she launched into like other brands. She was big. Like she was- So super big deal. She was, she was kind of a big deal in the fashion world in Brazil. Um, and in addition to having uh, a very 
prominent uh, career in fashion. Um, she was also very detail oriented. Her schedule was never off. Everything was organized. Like a, right? punk- a punctual person. Very punctual. She showed up at the time she said she was going to. Mm-hmm. While also being one of the most creative people that uh, a lot of people said she's the most creative person they've ever met, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they were all so surprised to find out that she was dead. Now, before, again, we get into the death, we're gonna keep going to a little more background. Mm-hmm. So she, after she resigned from the company she was working at and she moved to Parody, um, she began working by teaching language classes. So maybe she was teaching French or English or whatever to the people in Brazil who speak Portuguese mainly. Um, she continued working on like an old project. She actually created her own brand called Alba. Okay. Which is unisex clothing, which I think is like really in right now. Um, and, but her thing stood out as it was very ecological, sustainable and affordable. Nice. So she's, she's, you know, she's trying to do her part in the world. Sure. Um, now, uh, a graphic designer named Stefani Monsu said that him and Talissa had shared an apartment for two years in 2016 and that she became like his younger sister, part of the family. She was spontaneous, impulsive, which doesn't add up to what other people were saying. That in her she, work. Was, she was very planned, precise, uh-huh. punctual, all that stuff. Uh huh. So we're unsure, right? Okay. We haven't talked to her family yet, as we've learned. Okay. We'll get there. So apparently she was very talented and everyone was kind of like thinking she was going to do great things one day, not, you know, die. Um, Thank you. (laughs) So we are going to talk about the crime or death now. She was found, okay, her roommate that she lived with in parody, uh, they all went out drinking and at about 11 p.m., she left the bar, went home. Her roommate got home later than her, went to sleep, not thinking anything. Next morning though, about 10 a.m., she hadn't seen Talissa yet. So the roommate, uh, Vivian, went upstairs to check on Talissa and she found her with a plastic bag wrapped around her face Uh. and her hands tied behind her back. Ah, so obviously murdered. I guess almost obviously. Someone could have done that to themselves, I guess. It was ruled a suicide. Yeah. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It was ruled a suicide. Whoa, that surprises me. Now, the reason why is because they had obviously talked to friends and family. Yeah. And the friends knew that she kind of had some mental health stuff going on. Her family knew that she was depressed. Okay. And she had apparently suicide attempts in the past. So this, it wouldn't be shocking. If she had succeeded. Right. Okay. Um, seems kind of like a difficult way to suicide though. Plastic bag around your head. It, it's and not- And your hands chained behind your back it's or not, tied. It's not typical, but it's possible, I guess, if you really wanna look at it that way. I don't see, like that wouldn't be my first thought. It would be a possibility, but that wouldn't be the first thing I would think. Well, that's what it was ruled before the investigation was officially launched. Is that how it works in Brazil? They just I don't know. decide what happened? Well, I think it was ruled that before an investigation was even considered being opened. But why open you don't need, an investigation you don't need to, at all? Well, I'm saying you don't need to open an investigation if there's a suicide, but you do if you think there may have been a murder. 
and they got more information, which is why an investigation was open. We'll get into that. Okay. So the friends that Talissa was with while out drinking uh, had explained to police, I guess later on, that uh, she had injured herself at the bar and they had to kind of patch her up. So I'm assuming she fell like on the dance she, floor she or something. Or tripped or something. And so maybe she was bleeding a little bit, bruised up, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they patched her up and she left. And like I said, after failing to come downstairs, they found that she was dead upstairs. Yeah. Now, medics said that she had been dead for several hours, that she must have died somewhere between like midnight and like three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, where things start to get a little weird. I mean- the method in which she chose to commit suicide was pretty weird. Right. Allegedly. Um, so I guess they hadn't done an autopsy yet okay. because this wasn't ruled a murder yet. Okay. Police checked CCTV footage and saw that several people did some questionable things that night and were taken into custody. Um, apparently- After Im- after they watched the CCTV yes. footage. Apparently uh, images and video showed some people following her outside of the bar when she left, following her home, having conversations with her Mm -hmm. outside of the bar that they had claimed never happened. All right. So things aren't really adding up, which is why many people are being, you know, not arrested, but brought in for questioning. Um, And, but they really didn't have a solid suspect. There wasn't a person to point out. Obviously the roommate kind of, was probably their number one suspect because she lived there. Right. So maybe she killed her. I don't know. Now they finally got the autopsy done. Where did I put the autopsy? Here we go. So the autopsy reported that this could definitely have not been a suicide. This was a violent death, as they called it, caused by pulmonary congestion through mechanical asphyxia. Mechanical? Like an object. Some, so they found something in her throat? It's not like she choked. It's like a bag was over her head, which as we knew. Yeah. But the bag was held. I see. So clearly someone did this. Now, there were no signs of a break-in. The, there were no problems with the doors, locks. The windows were all fine. Nothing was going on. So now their one suspect, one main suspect, Looks pretty bad. The roommate. Looks pretty damning. Okay. So I got to find where I put that part. I mixed it's taking my, a long time. I mix my notes up into like a bunch of different like PDFs. <laughs> Why? Because I'm retarded. <laughs> I don't Why know. Why do you do it like that? Because normally I'm fine. Anyway, um, so investigators, I guess they have more research on this. Now, this case is still like it hasn't even gone to trial yet. So there's not a whole bunch of information out. When did you say this happened again? This happened November of 2021. 2021, okay. I mean, yeah. And in March of 2022, Vivian Tibertino, the roommate, mm. was in fact arrested. Um, they said that they have probable cause. Uh, mind you, this is paraphrasing because they word things very differently Yeah. in Brazil. But uh, probable cause, um, her being the only suspect at this point that could have done this. But do they have any evidence at all that it could have been her besides the fact that she lives there? I believe so. They just haven't stated as much. Because um, apparently the request for, and I don't know what this means, but preventative detention, um, I'm assuming that means kind of like a 
maybe like a bale. Like, do you preventative makes it sound? I I don't know. My thought was like, does she have an alibi or something? She doesn't. I know, but I did just um, in uh, America, you wouldn't necessarily need one. Well, CCTV footage shows Talissa leaving the bar at like eleven and Vivian leaving the bar at like eleven thirty. Both of them going home to where they live. To where they live. No one else entering the home or even walking around their home. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so a judge denied her bail and they had her her passport and her phone collected uh, and apparently was held on like judicial authorization. She it, can't leave the country or even her area. The judge won't even let her go out on bail. She's in prison right now. Well, jail. Yes. yes she is in a Brazilian jail. Now, I'm assuming Brazilian law is similar enough to the U.S., right? Obviously, there's going to be some things different. Of course. But similar enough that arrested in March of 2022, we're only about a year after that now. Mm-hmm. I would assume that the trial would be in the next, between now and the next six months. Okay. So I have a Google alert on my phone for, for <laughs> this, when, for when, when it goes to trial so that we can get more updates as it goes. Um, but I thought that that was fucking wild that not that some girl was murdered, especially in Brazil, right? Okay. But that that specific murder was ruled a suicide for like oh, too long of a time. It's, I don't know. Like I don't, why did like, they rule it a suicide before they did an autopsy, before they checked CCTV footage? I think that's weird. They just jumped the gun on it. But I don't know, like different countries will have different protocols. Like maybe they need to have like a first theory to go on before they evaluate and then the evaluation begins. That's kind of how that sounded. But if you see someone with their hands tied behind their back and a plastic bag wrapped around their head, you think, oh, this could have been a suicide. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like I said as much, but devil's advocate, she could have. Like if they hadn't done the autopsy and I mean, I wouldn't know what those signs would look like, but there hadn't been signs that someone did it to her. She didn't do it to herself. That is something you can do to yourself. Yeah, sure. You could. But like, did you ever see that movie? I don't remember what it was, it was what it was called, but it was um, it was fuck the star of House of Cards. The guy who got fired because he was a creep. Kevin Spacey. Really good actor. Yeah. So Kevin Spacey and then the blonde from Ozarks, the wife. Jason Bateman's wife. Oh, oh, they, yes. It was that movie about mm-hmm. like how they thought the death penalty was bullshit. They thought the death penalty was bu- bullshit and they were like advocates against it. And they did a lot of like peaceful protests and knew had had all this like legal knowledge. And I think they were both attorneys, but I'm not positive. Anyway, she dies in the movie because she kills herself by tying her hands behind her back. And like she had this method. She thought of this way to... I think it was similar. I think make like make it look like she was framing. I think like taped, like duct taped plastic bag over her head. Something. She was able to do it herself somehow. Yeah. And then she set up a tripod camera so that they could release the footage after after he was sentenced. After to death. he was sentenced. After no. After he was the Kevin death Spacey, sentence was followed through. Yeah. After Kevin Spacey had died, that was when they had programmed the footage to be released because he insisted she had killed herself. He's like, no, she did it to herself. I was there. I watched it. And they couldn't, I don't know, they had all this proof that like the two of them had argued and he was like, well, we're friends, friends have fights. And they were like, didn't you guys, well, there were signs that you had sex. And he's like, well, yeah, we had sex before she died, but you were in the house. Yes, I was in the house. That kind of thing. Like 
They, it was just like a, it was a big demonstration and they both decided they were going to die, literally die on that hill, that the death penalty was fucked up and there, that it was too severe to be that like there was no way it was right every time and they were killing a bunch of innocent people, basically. I honestly thought it was way too overdramatic and uh, it's kind it of was, a lot. It was kind of it was kind of silly, but it was it was kind of cool. Yeah, like yeah, it was an interesting story and obviously the acting was great. Um, but yeah, that is exactly how she killed herself. She was completely naked and they had had sex right before they did it. So they like implied he had raped her or something. Um, and she put a plastic bag over her head and tied zip tied her hands behind her back or something like that so that she couldn't stop it. And she suffocated on camera that way. And he was nowhere near, like she definitely did it to herself. So based off of that fictional movie that is based off of something that didn't happen. Yeah. I know that someone could possibly you do could that to possibly themselves. do it to yourself. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But she didn't. And I wouldn't think no one would. That movie is a perfect example. They saw her with a bag over her head and her hands tied behind her back and they assumed murder immediately. Well, that's what I honestly, that's why I thought the movie was so stupid. You know what? Maybe the lead investigator had just watched that movie. And he's like, I know what this is. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know what this is. It's just a demonstration, obviously. These kids reenacting <laughs> these movies. Yeah. That's why I thought the movie was so dumb. Like, literally, why would you kill yourself specifically in this way in order to well, make it look like someone else did it? It's because their whole thing, if I recall, was they wanted to bring get rid of the death penalty by proving that the death penalty can cause an innocent man to die. Well, yeah. And they, they proved it. They both worked together to but frame they, him. Yeah, they also set it up that way. They worked together to frame Kevin Spacey. And Kevin Spacey worked to frame himself. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. If you really, really manipulate all forms and of evidence. And if I recall too, like he like, like voided all appeals and like tried to like bum rush his death sentence. He just wanted to die. Yeah. Cause and he wanted he to make that. a, he wanted and the to make reporter the girl yeah. had the evidence. Uh -huh. She couldn't save him. Yeah. I don't know who a reporter girl was. I don't remember. Neither do I like Susan Sarandon or someone. I don't know. I don't think so, but you don't think it was Susan Sarandon. I don't think it was Susan Sarandon, but I know what you mean. I do think it was someone whose face I would recognize immediately. And well, I'm pulling it up right now. Do you remember what it was called? The movie? I don't, but I know it was either early two thousands or late nineties. So you're going to look through Kevin Spacey's filmography? Of course. The Life of David Gale. That sounds, that sounds right. That's definitely it. Kate Winslet. Kate, Kate Winslet, Winslet was the reporter. Mm -hmm. Yes. But yeah, Laura Linney was the one who suicided herself mm -hmm. in the name of justice. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I'd watch the movie again. N no, like I said, the acting <laughs> was really good. I don't think I'd watch but it. But I just thought it was really dumb. The, the point of it, the point was dumb. You know, I also don't think I like Kate Winslet. I have no issues at all with Kate Winslet. Ugh. I really enjoy Kate Winslet. No, actually. something about her. I just don't like her. I really like her a lot. Like, I don't hate her, you know? Like, I hate Hugh Must Not Be Named. Who's that? Hugh Must Not Be Named. That's not a person. <laughs> I was trying to make a little You're dad a joke. You're a fool. You're a fool. So. Do you mean Tobey Maguire? Ew. Yes. That's who I'm talking about. I hate him. I don't hate her. I just don't like her, you know? I just don't know why. She's got such a sweet face and she. She's got such it's a sweet voice. Maybe it's because she did Titanic, and I think Titanic is like arguably the most overhyped movie ever made. No, I, I actually agree. I love, like, I, I liked the movie. I did, <sighs> but I do think it's no. just weirdly boring. 
so boring, so not good. It's the romance doesn't make sense at all. The, the why? romance doesn't why make sense. Why did they have why did they have a door? Why did they have a door floating you, that two people could have easily floated on? Maybe well, it wasn't easy. He, Leonardo DiCaprio tries to get on it and she starts falling off because it it believe it or not, even though it's wide, it's still thin enough that it can only hold one person. Whatever. He tried to get on it. Whatever. Lame. And then she has, you know, this big old jewel and she's all like, Oh, I'm remarried and have kids and grandkids now, but I still love you little poor boy. And she throws it in the water. Lame, super lame movies way overhyped and so long. Yes. So the only good thing about that movie was the band playing when the ship was sinking. That was the only cool part. Sure. Everything I mean, else was lame and terrible. Whatever. I enjoy, I remember enjoying the movie. I haven't seen it in, I, I mean, God, and why did so long why did James Cameron pay for a submarine to take him down to look at the original Titanic at the bottom of the ocean? You can say whatever the fuck you want about James Cameron and his choices, but he <laughs> made so much money and continues to make money off of that movie. Of course. Say whatever you want about the decisions he made. It paid he off. He made Avatar 2, Jessica. It paid off, Jacob. Why did he make Avatar 2? Look, I don't know. Why is Avatar 3, 4, 5 already in pre-production? No, stop. Yes, no. Jessica. Yes. Oh God. Why did that? Why did they decide to bring Sigourney Weaver back to play fucking the Jake Sully's children? <laughs> what? Yeah, she plays a child. No. I saw I saw behind the scenes pictures of like these because I guess him and his girl, his other blue girl, they have three kids together when the movie takes place. The one and, who's played by Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Okay. And two of the kids, you know, are played by kids. But one of the kids is played by Sigourney Weaver. That's weird. It's weird as shit. Why? I don't know. All Lame. I'm saying is Hate that it. say whatever you want about the choices he makes. He made a lot of money off the Titanic specifically. Like Avatar is something else. Sure, he made a ton of money off that. Lame. But the Titanic like was a huge deal when it came out. And it remained a huge deal for a really long time. Whatever. Also, why is there? Why is like the Titanic Museum, right? The Museum of the Titanic. Where would you assume that would be? Um, not Arkansas or Missouri. I think it's in Missouri. It's not. There is one in Missouri. It's in Tennessee. There's one in Missouri. But why is the Titanic Museum in fucking Tennessee? It was nowhere near. It's nowhere, not even near the ocean. Why is there more than one nowhere near the ocean? It should be in fucking like Maine, right? That's like the closest you could get to where the Titanic fucking crashed in the United States. I have no clue. Of course you don't. There's a there's a Titanic replica in Missouri. Why? It is a Titanic museum. They have artifacts there. I don't know. Why? Why? So stupid. I hate it. I'm going to go on break. Oh, you are? I am. Okay. Well, what are I you going to do? We'll just hang out here without you. Good. What did you guys think about the Titanic? Ew, don't ask their opinions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you when we get back. <laughs> idea what is it so obviously our podcast is going to blow up and become like the biggest thing ever like bigger than joe rogan of course um and when it does we'll have so much more time sure to do other things like other podcasts and i have an idea for a podcast that i would do because i wouldn't put this on you okay so here's what it would involve i would wake up every day at like 4 30 in the morning yeah okay well at least monday through friday wake up at 4 30 in the morning then i go and i read all of the top stories right now, news-wise, all of them. Okay. Okay. Then 
I record a 10-minute podcast summing up all of the current events. Okay. And it's posted same day by six in the morning. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. This way people can listen to it when they're driving to work. For 10 minutes. Just a quick 10 minute thing. Yeah. They listen to it while they're driving to work. And now they know all the current events for when their coworkers are asking them like, hey, did you hear about the school that had a clown? I don't know. Come in and murder everybody. Rape a professor or something. Okay. You know, something crazy. Yeah. Like now they'll know and they'll be able to talk about it. That's your idea. What would you call it? I don't know. Jake's takes. I thought about Jake's takes, but I'm not, I'm not putting my opinion in it. It's not Jake's takes. Okay. Jake's regurgitates. No, no, <laughs> no. Title, title in progress. TBD. Yeah. Yeah. TBD. Yeah. But that, but that was my idea. I thought it'd be fun. Okay. Or at I least, mean, or at least like really lame. <laughs> <laughs> would you record them the night before? Cause I don't see you waking up at five in the morning. No, I'd have to wake up at four 30 in the morning. Uh-huh. Be done recording this by 5.30. Okay. That way I can really quickly edit it uh-huh. and post it at six. I mean, you could definitely do that. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Tight. Jake on the scene. No. But you're not on the scene. <laughs> Water cooler. <laughs> Even cooler. You I could don't know. call it toilet talk. It's not toilet talk. You but don't flush realistically, it. where would you be recording is all I'm saying. Probably the bathroom. Probably in my giant recording studio in my mansion that I'll have. But you don't have one of those right now. Not right now. I said when the podcast takes off and we're obviously going to be bigger than Joe Rogan. Okay. Joe Rogan makes millions of dollars a year. I would have a mansion. Oh, this is when that's happening? Yeah. The 10 minute thing you could easily be doing now? Fuck you. Easily doing now. I'm not waking up at 430 and then going to work. I didn't imagine you would be. No. After I'm done recording, I'm going back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All right. That's well, the only way that this is sustainable. I wonder how many times I'll be like still drunk from the night before. I feel like you're set for these recordings. Yeah. Would look a lot like the background of like people who complain about comic books turned into productions. It'd just be a lot of like like Funko Pop collections no. on the background shelves and stuff. No, no, no. See, I thought that my set would look like a newsroom. Okay. Like I'm sitting behind a thing, you know, like definitely not wearing pants. <laughs> and I have like pieces of paper that I keep like fixing, you know, I'm like. Meaning like it's not even zoomed in so you only see your upper body. Yeah. We see what's There's going a on under the desk too. And you're not wearing pants. I will never be wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's my trick. <laughs> <laughs> that's your hook. Yep. Okay. That's how I, that's how I bring them in. All right. Bring in the viewers. Fashion. Gosh. Clothes. Fucking models. Like runways and catwalks. Yep. Tyra Banks. Where does Tyra Banks bank? She's got a bank somewhere because she's got a lot of money that she definitely uses to buy premium products. She does have a lot of money to spend. And I bet she's the kind of person who would only spend it on things that are of quality Mm -hmm. and that bring her joy one or the other, maybe even both. 
Can you think of a type of product that could do all of that? You know, I can think of someone who makes products just like that. Who? Our sponsors. That's right. Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. We'd like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. They are a company that makes woodcraft products. Like plaques with all sorts of hilarious sayings and coasters with sarcastic twists. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons and Dragons accessories like dice towers, dice dungeons, and DM screens. Everything is made here in the USA. Yes, a family-owned business. They use American wood in American hands. Nice. (laughs) They personally create all of their merchandise. Yes, they are close friends of ours, but that's the most that we'll say. It could be anyone, but they're fantastic. They are. They are fantastic, and it really could be anyone at all. We own many of their products. That's true. All of them are of great quality. The greatest. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. Reach out to them at info at TiltedTinker.com. They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias. That's Tilted, T-I-N-K-E-R. You should go and buy something from their website because they're awesome. And they love us, just like we love you. So we got an email a really long time ago, and by that I mean January. Oh, months ago. Like, yeah, a while ago. Okay. And, you, ju- uh, you just now found it in your junk or something? No, no, no. I received it and read it onto one of our Instagram lives. Um, and it was because Hanso had sent it. I had mentioned that our viewers, our listeners, really enjoy hearing from him and that I would love to, you know, just get something from him in our email and read it to them in our Instagram lives to reward them for showing up there, you know, spice it up a little bit. And it's super funny, you know, because it's Hanso. Yeah, He's I love Hanso. He's just so charming. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did, he sent it and it was as charming as I expected. And uh, he has the, he has a sharp wit, but the memory retention of someone four times his age. So he somehow doesn't recall at all that I told him I was going to be reading that into an Instagram live and not an episode. And he's been bugging me like, like uh, just nagging constantly about why he hasn't heard it in an episode yet. Okay. And acting like I betrayed him in some way for not reading the words he wanted me to read. So I've decided that I'm just going to cave and read them into this episode now into the, the break. Do it. Well, here we go. The email is anonymous, of course. You just said it was from Hanso. I know. Okay. He does sign it at the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> it says, dear, quote unquote, horse and jerk of three shits crap pod crap. The clever. Your podcast is bad and you should feel bad. Your show should be marketed as a laxative. I have sat through foreign movies without subtitles that were far more enjoyable than your little clown show. Whoa. He says, yeah, it's so cute that you guys are an edgy brother and sister combo. Did your parents have any kids that lived? That's in all caps. Lived? Yeah, I don't understand. All of them. (laughs) I think he meant to say, did your parents have any kids they loved? Oh. (laughs) I'm not positive, but. but Yeah, I can't be sure about that one. Not not sure. 
And he said, it's like Donnie and Marie Osmond wading through the waters of retarded subject matter. Jake should put a saddle on Jess and ride her into the mountains and never bother anyone ever again. In closing, fuck you. Love, Hanzo. Love, Hanzo. Yeah. Wow. I know. My favorite was... I'm, I'm surprised that he was able to type so many words. I thought he'd be out of breath halfway in there, you know? You know, he probably was. If he had said it, I bet you he would have had to stop for a break many times. Yeah, because I think the last time I saw him, was that the, that was the last time I saw him, uh, Homie was very out of breath. Oh, well, that was actually because um, he has... You know how they're, they're Superman and his weakness is kryptonite? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's Hanzo, and his weakness is hills at a very slight incline. Okay. So he was staying at the hotel down the street one time, and then he came up to the house. You know, just it's a little, it's a little stroll from the hotel to the house, and then he came in to be a guest on our show. And when I opened the door, he was basically laying on the floor in front of the front door. That's how I remember it. <laughs> And all I heard was just this wheezing. Um, and I, you know, I looked through the peephole and I didn't see him. And by people, I mean, really big window because you have a giant a, window, there's on a your huge front door. window on my front door and I didn't see him. And I was like, weird. I don't remember Hanzo being that short. And then I opened the door and it turned out he was lying down on the ground. Yeah. And he was just, you know, exhausted. He was donezo. If I recall too, like for some reason he was just like in fetal position, hugging his case of beer. He was clutching a six pack. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What yeah. a sad man. I, you know, he's a wonderful person an inspiration. No, of course. Yeah. For continuing through his, um, deficiency, his oxygen deficiency, <laughs> you know, his, his, um, handicap when it comes to slight incline, you know, I, I believe that if you're below a certain height, mm -hmm. you are in fact legally handicapped. I actually think and that's true. I can't think of anyone that would be above that limit that was a part of the Lollipop Guild. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I can't think of a single person that was in the Lollipop Guild that would not be that height. And Hansa was, in fact, there's actually a picture. You can look it up. The The Lollipop Guild, that Hansa was there. Right. He is. Yeah. There's an autographed photo of that at Bob's Big Boy in Temecula, California. Yeah. Now he wasn't, he wasn't dancing and singing because mm -hmm. like his, you know, his poor lungs just couldn't take it. Right. He was just wheezing too much. Mm -hmm. So he's just kind of standing off in the back. Right. There's a little incline to get into the restaurant even, you know, so even just to, he can't even do that, go in there and have a burger. It's just, it's hard on him. Yeah. You know, he needs to be wheeled in. Of course. Most places. Yeah. With his, any incline at all. His wife. She's wheeling what away. What a gal. Wheeling him all over the place, up and down and around the town. That's love right there. Oh, yeah. And um, I was going to add something else. You know, it probably doesn't matter. We love him. We love him. We love him. That's right. Tiny little Hanzo. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jacob. Yeah. Our dear sweet friends. Ricky and Kendall. Ricky's been a guest on the podcast a few times. A few times, yeah. They had their twin daughters today. 
Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yes, Kendall gave birth to two beautiful twin girls today. Congratulations. It wasn't today, it was yesterday. Oh, was it? Yeah, because I remember thinking it was on April 13th, and I was like, oh, man, like, I can't wait until these girls are having one of their birthdays on Friday the 13th, because it'll happen eventually, mm-hmm. and I can go get a tattoo for them, you know? Maybe I'll bring them with me, get them tattoos, matching tattoos. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I wanted to say congratulations to them anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, of course. Big congratulations. They are two babies. You see what I mean? With uh, you're skin that, You're that kind of person who doesn't like things that are universally loved. Everyone loves babies. Babies got to ripe, Jess. You have to ripen, you mean? Yes. They got to they gotta ripen up. You mean they have to grow everyone and be was, less wrinkly? They and sent pictures into the group chat and were like, oh, look at our babies. And everyone was like, oh my God, so precious. And oh, I'm literally crying. And I was like, God damn, these babies need a few months on them. Shame on you. <laughs> I didn't say it. That's why I didn't say anything in the chat. Shame. I wasn't going to be that guy, you know, but I'll be that guy on my podcast. I don't give a fuck. We're done breaking, and normally you would spin the wheel, but I'm gonna do it for a second time in a row, bitch. I'm not gonna go into any sort of explanation, but I'm pretty sure I won. Um, You won nothing. I, I'm the winner. You're the winner of nothing. You are the devil that wears Prada. What celebrity do you hire to be your intern that you shit on? Like the movie Meryl Streep I, yes, is I recall. the devil. I've and seen, she hires Anne yeah. Hathaway. Well, she's not, she doesn't actually play the devil. She's just. She's the devil who wears Prada. No, no, no. She wears Prada. Yeah. But she's not the devil. She's just like a really bitchy dragon. Why, why would they call the movie that then? <laughs> You're an idiot. Anyway. Okay. Anne Hathaway is her intern that she like degrades and humiliates. Yes. And treats like total garbage. And I would love to do that to someone. It would be kind of fun. Who is it? Just you get one celebrity. That's it. Um, just trying to think of someone who bothers me a lot. Oh, they don't even need to bother me. Well, I would need to be bothered by them in order to be mean. I just want someone that I know when I am mean, I will see it on their face. Okay. I mean, it sounds like you have someone in mind. James McAvoy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he can hide it when he gets upset. Okay. You know, I think, I think he will express that. Uh-huh. But he's, he'll still do my bidding because I'm the devil and he's my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like okay. I can, I can send him to Starbucks to get my like weird fancy latte uh-huh. and like he brings it back. And I just, I just know that there's no vanilla in this because I didn't ask for vanilla, uh-huh. but I'm going to tell him that I did ask for vanilla. I'm just going to gaslight the shit out of him. Okay. He's going to rethink his whole life. Okay. All right. And I'm going to make him give up acting to be my intern and he'll do it because I'm the devil that is wearing Prada. Right. Does Prada have male clothing <laughs> or am I wearing just like a big parka? No, Prada makes male clothing. <laughs> okay, for sure. I, I didn't know. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they do. I mean, I guess I'm extremely confident that they do. I guess I don't, I don't know. know 100%. Does Coach make male clothing? I, yeah, I think so. Fucking Gucci? Yeah, I think so. I have no idea. Valentino. I think they all do as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't matter to me, though. It's not like I'm ever going to wear it. Well, you're the devil that wears Prada, so you got to be wearing Prada at least. Well, in this hypothetical scenario, sure. But just, you know, as Who a, is it? me as a person, I will never will. Who's your intern? <sighs> Who are you going to destroy verbally and mentally? 
There's someone who bothers me a lot. Someone- I will even say they can be any form of celebrity. Meaning like they could even be an athlete? Even like a fucking D tier celebrity. Someone who was on one season of some reality show. I don't care. Okay, hold on. I just need to think for a little bit. Trying to visualize all the years of television and movies I've watched and then decide who I'm going to bully. Well, and in this scenario, they will not turn down this role, this uh, this position. They're desperate for my approval. Yes. Yeah. They want nothing more than to work under you. Mm-hmm. You're taking a long time. Yes. Which is why I'm going to add an, another addendum. Okay. You can even resurrect someone. Oh my God, I can't do that. I can't bully someone who died. Why not? I just don't want to. They already died. So? I can't think of anyone who annoys me a lot that's already dead. Um, oh, I got it. Fergie. You're going to berate Fergie? Yeah, I'm still upset about... Her national anthem? <laughs> I wasn't going to get specific, but <laughs> oh. yes. I'm Her national <laughs> anthem at the 2021, uh, what is it, NBA championship game. So you and I have this, like, I think a lot of people do now. It's like becoming a cultural thing where we have this ironic love for things that are absolute shit. Yeah. Because it's funny to watch them and laugh at them and, like, share in each other's cringe of how yeah. bad they are. And I don't even know how many times at this point you and I have rewatched. I was going to, I was going to say, anthem. I have heard her yeah. sing the national anthem more than I've heard her sing in anything else because uh-huh. I have watched that video so many times. Mm-hmm. I think it's fucking hilarious. It's nothing personal. I bet she's an absolute gem and she's, you know, she's beautiful. And listen, I, I, what the fuck do I know about talent? So I won't speak, I won't speak to hers. All I know is that that one thing, that was all just every choice that was made was poor. Yeah. And I don't she know, great I don't know that she made all of those choices. All I know is that at the end of the day, she sang it. She did. Despite all of the choices that had been made. And that makes her responsible for all of them to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, she looked great. Right. But oh boy, <laughs> was, I feel like every single decision was a poor one. Yeah. Not every single one. Like, like you said, she looked fantastic. It's Fergie. No, no. As far as the, the singing went. Yeah. All of that. The performance was bad. Like every turn was a wrong turn. Yeah. All of it. It was just, I mean, it wasn't the best was watching like when the camera like went to the audience and you see like Jimmy Kimmel, like laughing at her or trying not to (laughs) or like all of the basketball players, like literally laughing at Fergie singing. Poor baby. Like (laughs) she's not living that down for a long time. But you know what, girl, you earned that one. You're an internet meme for the rest of your life. Forever. All of time. Forever. Everyone will forget that you were in the Black Eyed Peas (laughs) because of this moment. (laughs) You're no longer Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. Everyone will forget your terrible (laughs) Super Bowl performance. (laughs) Do you remember when the fucking Black Eyed Peas were the Super Bowl halftime show? You know, honestly, since I'd seen the National Anthem, I'd completely forgotten about it. Yeah. It was so bad. Oh, man. It was four adults just like screaming and jumping on a stage trying to like hype up an audience it was awful and she still outdid herself with the national anthem yeah i just don't you know let's move on because i could go on and on about it anyway she's the celebrity i'm shitting on okay i like that you can make her cry easily. i will oh and i will i don't know that i can make james mcavoy cry i can i can ruin him like mentally but i don't know that i'll make him cry you can definitely make fergie cry I could. 
Oh my God, do you remember she was in the movie, The Shipwreck, fucking Poseidon? No, I never watched that. Oh, it was terrible. Did I? No, I don't think I did. It was really bad. I remember the movie that it exists. I just don't think I ever saw it. Uh, was, was it Kurt Russell? Was no. that the one where Rihanna is in the Navy? <laughs> that was Battleship. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember that being pretty bad. That was awful. <laughs> that movie was so bad. The suspense of like them trying to play a battleship game with like aliens and they're like fire over here and they shoot and it's like a miss and like the aliens are like Pew! and they miss their ship and oh my god that movie was terrible we can go on for, for a long time we need to stop we need to move on i know i know okay it is it is your story it's now. time for me to get started okay oh man so when we decided well i say we when you decided that the topic today would be fashion um, I immediately thought of murder. I feel like you and I tend to do that. Yeah. Not always. This isn't necessarily a true crime podcast. We talk about a lot of things, but true crime, it's mentioned very often. Oh, it's hot. Yeah. And it always will be. Yeah, for sure. And that brought me to Andrew uh, Kananen. Andrew Kananen, the man who murdered Italian fashion designer Gianni Versace. Versace, that's a big name. I, yes. Still, today. May he rest in peace. How long ago was this? This was... When the... Um, give me a moment. 80s, it, 90s, 2000s? It was 90s. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I don't need an exact year. I was just curious. Anyway. Well, I have one somewhere for you in my notes. I just... It's going to be difficult for me to find it. So we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyway, Andrew Kananen was born August 31st, 1969. He was the youngest of four kids. His father was a Filipino-American... His mother, a very religious Italian-American, which makes me think Catholic. Probably. His father served in the Navy during Vietnam. After leaving the Navy, where he had served as a chief petty officer, uh, Andrew's father worked as a stockbroker. In his youth, Andrew lived with his family in National City and attended Bonita Vista Middle School. So that's in California. In 1981, his father enrolled him in the Bishop's School, an independent day school located in the affluent La Jolla neighborhood of San Diego. I've heard of La Jolla. I have also. I have never heard of any independent schools there, but uh, either yeah, way. I'm not, I'm not well versed. In yeah, not, don't know really anything about <laughs> what schools are there. But either way, at this school, he met his lifelong best friend, Elizabeth Coate. Uh, apparently, as he was growing up, and all through his school years, he was remembered as being very bright, a very talkative person. He tested really high in his IQ, I guess. As a teen, he developed a reputation for lying. Oh. Yes, very, so specifically about his family and his personal life, he um, was adept at changing his appearance according to what he felt was most attractive at a given moment. So he would kind of like get a read for what someone found to be very impressive and would try to emulate that. I guess. So he's a he's a grifter. If that's what that means, I guess I don't know what that means. Google it later. Okay. Like, yeah. Anyway, uh, Andrew had identified as gay in high school, and that is when he began having liaisons with wealthy older men. Good for him. He had he, little he had little sugar daddies. He started pretty early, not necessarily. Oh, you mean high school? Not necessarily legally. Oh, I thought is, you meant like that college was the, school. That was the impression I got that it began in high school. Um. Anyway, in high school, he was voted least likely to be forgotten. And boy, was that true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so after graduating from high school in 1987, he enrolled at the University of California, San Diego. 
He majored in American history there. In 1988 is when his father deserted his family, moved back to the Philippines. Oh. I guess I say, I don't know that he moved back there. I don't know that he lived there originally. But either way, he moved to the Philippines, um, left his family behind, and from what I could tell, ceased all contact with them in order to evade arrest for embezzlement. Nice. Right. Andrew Those are my wa- favorite stockbrokers. <laughs> the embezzling kind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andrew was 19 when this happened. Uh, and that was the same year that Andrew started frequenting local gay clubs and restaurants, basically being more outspoken about his being gay and stuff, making it not so hidden anymore if it was before. And his very religious mother, she didn't care for that. Makes, I mean, makes sense. Sucks, but makes sense. Yeah, she was not supportive. During an argument with her, I guess Andrew threw her against a wall and dislocated her shoulder oh. with the force. Okay. Later on, um, his behavior uh, was described by, I don't know, medical professionals as um, seeming that he suffered from antisocial personality disorder, which I guess means that he lacks remorse and empathy. So he's a sociopath. He, yeah, I was <laughs> like, this, this boy is going to be murderous. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, in 1989, Andrew dropped out of UC San Diego and decided to settle in the Castro District of San Francisco, which I guess is a, a gay sort of like oasis. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about that area. I thought San Francisco was just like just a San gay Francisco oasis. Just San Francisco in total. I don't know. I guess the Castro District very specifically is. So he moved there um, and moved in with his best friend, his friend from um, grade school earlier, and her boyfriend, whose name was Phil. That doesn't matter, but it is here in my notes. Sure. Don't forget Phil. Can't forget him. Anyway, Andrew continued his practice of befriending very wealthy, much older men than him, and reportedly began to do work in violent pornography. Yes, that wasn't elaborated, but I think you Violent can, pornography? Specifically violent pornography, so I think you can use your imagination. Like fucking rape fantasy shit? Not sure. Sounds like it. Fuck. <laughs> um, he had a lifestyle of living off of one wealthy man or another, just kind of making his way around, um, specifically in the Hillcrest and La Jolla neighborhoods of San Diego, as well as Scottsdale, Arizona. He was dealing drugs at this time. I guess that was just like a little side gig. Uh, And this included opioids, cocaine, marijuana, of course. And it's unclear when exactly this happened, but it is also likely that he dabbled in prostitution at this time. Like he was a prostitute? Yes, a two. Yeah, okay. I mean, it kind of sounds like that's what he was doing anyway. Yeah, but I I don't think prostitution and being a, like making your way from sugar daddy to sugar daddy are exactly the same. Cause like it is a relationship and it's exclusive. Prostitution, you're being paid for something very specific. So if I... Well, it's almost like saying, what's the difference between marriage and prostitution? If I have sex with someone, right? I I ask them to come have sex with me and I give them $1,000, that's prostitution. But if I give them $1,000 worth of fucking products, is that still prostitution or is that my sugar baby now? Well, I don't know. I just, I I do think think it's all the same. I really don't think so. Because it's almost like, what's the difference between being in like a loveless marriage and prostitution? Like there are no feelings involved, but it's a trade. Like you just want security one way or the other. If you're a male, you want companionship. So let's just make prostitution legal and get rid of all the blurred lines. 
<laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> but either way, so it's likely he was doing all that stuff, you know, for income at the time. And he used many different aliases as well. These included Andrew De Silva, Lieutenant Commander Andy Cummings. Yeah, that was one of them. That's his porn name for <laughs> sure. Probably. There was also Drew Cunningham and Kurt Matthew Demaris. So in 1990, Versace was in San Francisco to um, be recognized for his costume design in the San Francisco Opera. I guess he was part of a, a production there at that time. So he could sing too? No, no. He designed the costumes for it. Okay. And it's alleged that this is when he and Andrew met. Now, in the first episode of the 2018 TV series, The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story. Yes. Versace and Andrew meet in this like VIP area of a nightclub where Versace's kind of like annoyed with him, but eventually won over by his charm and by Andrew talking about his mom being raised in Italy. Um, later, he and Versace go on a date okay. to at the San Francisco Opera and they have kind of like an intimate conversation on stage after the show. It's not really, they don't really go into anything after that so far as I was able to read. Um, however, the show was based on the book Vulgar Favors, Andrew Kananen Gianni Versace and the Largest Failed Manhunt in U.S. History by Vanity Fair writer Maureen Orth. So she reported extensively on Andrew's case after the assassination had happened. It's called assassination a lot. I would just call it a murder, honestly, and I think you'll agree with me when we get further into it. Okay, I was like, holy shit, did I like blank on the murder? No, okay. no, 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 it hasn't, it hasn't happened yet, okay. but people really don't know how they knew each other exactly, because obviously he killed Versace, obviously he knew where he lived, because that's where he died, but how? It doesn't seem like anybody really knows, and in this book, um, this Vanity Fair writer says that on the night of October 21st, an eyewitness recalls Andrew was smugly pleased that Versace seemed to recognize him. I know you, Versace said, whacking a, wagging a finger in the then 21-year-old's direction. Lago di Como, no? Seeming to refer to his home on Lake Como. Okay. And Andrew replied, thank you for remembering, Signor Versace. So other people basically are implying that they met each other a long time ago. Maybe at some kind of event or gathering or party or of some kind. Or like a meetup? Maybe. Of the sexual nature? No idea. Okay. But to this day, Versace's family denies that they ever even knew each other. Okay. That they never met at all. Now, in December 1995, Andrew met someone named David Madsen. He was an architect in Minneapolis, and they developed this long-distance relationship. David ended up uh, calling the relationship off in the spring of 1996, telling friends that there was something shady about Andrew. And... He was probably right. I mean, he's probably right on the money. <laughs> but right? we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Andrew told friends that David was the love of his life. So they were feeling very differently about the relationship when it ended. Right. At some point, Andrew had moved on to another exclusive sugar daddy by the name of Norman Blackford, who he'd been living with and um, Norman had been financially supporting him. So after he called his relationship off with Norman, Andrew very soon found himself in a financial struggle. No gotta more, find, no gotta more, find a new sugar daddy. No more sugar daddy. Where is your money coming from type of thing? So yeah. according to a man named Jeff Trail, who 
uh, was a former naval officer working as a district manager for a propane delivery company in Minneapolis. He was also a very close friend of Andrew's. Andrew decided to return to dealing drugs. Makes sense. I mean, you're in a bind and you've done it before. There's always money in drugs. Sure. Um, By April 1997, friends reported that Andrew was abusing painkillers, drinking excessively. And later that month, April 97, he told friends he was leaving San Diego for Minneapolis to, quote, take care of some business matters with this man, Jeff, who had cut off all communication with him. Before Andrew's visit, Jeff told his sister that he did not want Andrew to come to Minneapolis. He said to his roommate that he and Andrew had had a huge falling out. He also said, I made a lot of enemies this weekend. I've got to get out of here. They're going to kill me. Whoa. Right? April 24th, Andrew and four friends attend this going away party at, um, I don't know, a place called California Cuisine in Hillcrest. Andrew did not cover the tab for everybody, which I guess was really rare because that's how much money he just had. He must have had some like elite sugar daddies. Honestly. Oh my God, yeah. Apparently, uh, Andrew had two very high limit credit cards, but both of them had been maxed. So he had to apply for a credit extension in order to just afford the plane ticket to Minneapolis. When he got there, Andrew linked up with his old flame, David Madsen, the architect. Mm-hmm. Um, and David was a mutual friend of his and Jeff's. So he and David went out for dinner that night. They hit the club and he ended up spending the night there at David's apartment. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. April 26th, Andrew goes over to Jeff's house where they have an argument before Jeff decides that he's going to go out of town with his boyfriend, John. They leave Andrew to stay the night there alone in Jeff's Jeff's place. The following afternoon, Jeff and his boyfriend come back and um, he tells his boyfriend that he and Andrew needed to have a very important conversation. He's apparently very grim when he says this. Okay. I still have no idea what's going on. And this is never elaborated, by the way. When they return to the apartment, though, there is no sign of Andrew. All of his belongings are gone. And then they get a call, a phone call. And it's from Andrew. Andrew says that he had gone back to David's place. He also lets Jeff know that he found his gun and stole it. <laughs> I right. say stole. It at the, Every article I he, said he just borrowed said it that indefinitely. He, he took it. And then told Jeffy if he wanted it back, he needed to go to David's place to pick it up. And, so and, I, I and mean, pay off my credit he card. definitely didn't ask beforehand. You know, it was, it was basically like, hey, I've got your gun. And if you want it, you need to come get it type of thing. So whatever. I mean, like weird. Odd. But okay. Really sounds like something terrible is going to happen to Jeff right now. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Um, so Jeff decides he's going to go to David's house. And he does. He arrives there probably like 9.45 that night. On arrival, Andrew beats Jeff to death with a hammer in front of David. On April 29th, one of David's co-workers is concerned that David never showed up for work. So they go to his apartment to check on him and they discover Jeff's body rolled up in a rug, hidden behind a sofa. Jeff's watch had stopped at 9.55, so they're pretty sure he died very soon after he arrived at David's apartment. With a hammer? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I thought all of that was leading up to him going to shoot him, but instead he used a hammer. I mean, I thought he was going to shoot him too. And then out of nowhere, a hammer joins the situation. Where is David? He can't be alive. Where'd David go? (laughs) He can't be alive. (laughs) Anyway, authorities believed that David remained in the apartment with Jeff for two days after Jeff was murdered. Ew. Really gross. Um, One neighbor said that they witnessed 
David and um, Andrew in the apartment elevator on April 28th. And then another neighbor said that they he saw the two of them walking David's dog on the 29th. So that they were there for at least two days. Investigators then treated David as a suspect in Jeff's murder because really seems like he's chill with what just happened. That's really all they have to go on. Um, but David's family insisted that he was held hostage by Andrew, that there's no way he was, in fact, chill. That's what the gun was for. Maybe. To keep, you know, Andrew compliant. No, to, to keep David. Keep, keep David compliant. compliant. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I've got my I've got my gay men mixed up. It happens. I understand. So, um, May 2nd, so this is now several days later, David and Andrew were seen north of Minneapolis driving in David's Jeep and eating lunch together in a bar. It's really starting to seem like David's really chill with Jeff dying in front of him by hammer. Yeah. The following morning, David's body is found on the east shore of there Rush Lake near Rush City, Minnesota with gunshot wounds to the head and back from a 40 caliber Taurus PT-100 semi-automatic pistol, which is the gun that he stole from Jeff. Andrew stole from Jeff. It's a cheap gun, by the way. I wouldn't know. Apparently it works. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it works just fine. <laughs> so May 3rd, Andrew drives to Chicago, Illinois and murders Lee Miglin, a 72-year-old prominent real estate developer. Lee, no. <laughs> um, he bound Miglin's hands and feet and wrapped his head with duct tape, then stabbed him more than 20 times with a screwdriver, slit his throat with a hacksaw, and then stole his car. Oh my God. That seemed pretty personal oh my god wildly brutal way to die (laughs) (laughs) just i i don't know anyway that happened um miglin's family maintains that this killing was random that there's no way andrew even knew lee miglin but um the fbi argues that it is extremely unlikely that he would do all of that with zero motive and that makes a lot of sense to me because that's intense yeah that's that's a lot. That's a lot of rage, it sounds like to me. Anyway, uh, investigators note that Miglin's 1994 green Lexus LS sedan is missing from his garage, and then they find David's red Jeep parked nearby. So that is what told He's, them. He swapped cars. He stole the car, yeah. Um, Miglin's Lexus was equipped with a phone, a car phone. And I guess the car phone uh, records show was activated May 4th in Union County, Pennsylvania. So Andrew was on the move. Authorities began monitoring the phone's activity. They found that it was also activated May 8th in Philadelphia and then May 9th near Penns Grove and Kearney Point Township in New Jersey. So he's cruising on eastward. May 9th in Penceville Township, New Jersey at Finns Point National Cemetery. Andrew shoots and kills 45-year-old cemetery caretaker William Reese. What did William do? <laughs> um, Nothing. They're actually very sure that he literally killed him just to steal his red pickup truck. That sucks. I know. <laughs> it's so awful. So when <laughs> when William Reese did not return home for dinner, his wife visited the cemetery just to check up on him. And she found that his office door was wide open and there's a radio playing inside and she's getting vibes that something not so great happened here. So she calls the cops and then they find William shot dead um, from, uh, you know, a headshot by the exact same Taurus pistol, by the way, uh, used to murder David. They believe that Andrew, like I said, just murdered William in order to take his 1995 red Chevy pickup. Wow. So Andrew uses this truck to get to Florida. 
May 12th, he gets a room at the Normandy Plaza Hotel in Miami Beach. He pays $29 per night in cash, which I don't know, may have been a pricey hotel room in the Sounds mid, like a fucking like, bargain now. Mid 90s. $29 can't even get you a fucking meth infused motel. <laughs> so Andrew decides he's going to lay low. Probably smart at this point. He ends up, despite June 12th, being listed on the FBI 10 most wanted fugitives list, hiding in plain sight at this plaza for two months. Whoa. With no one knowing, and he's active. He's going out clubbing and hitting up like the the gay community and like entertainment district and like all that stuff. Well, I mean, are you aware of who is on the FBI's top 10 most wanted right now? Anyone who watches like those TV programs would notice. It's just wild to me yeah, that- But anyone who watches those programs isn't going clubbing. I guess. At night. But, they, but most of them still got found. <laughs> That's what's so <laughs> wild to me. Like even though they didn't go clubbing, they still got found a lot of them. It's just, I mean, whatever. So successfully, he evaded the authorities for two months. Um, Let's see, he ends up leaving the hotel and around 8.45 a.m., July 15th, 1997, he murders 50-year-old Gianni Versace on the front steps of his mansion in Miami Beach. Is so, there a reason why? Versace was coming home from visiting a cafe that he went to all the time, picked up a few magazines, went back to his house, and uh, Andrew approached him from behind and shot him in the back of the head once, and then after he fell or was on his like on his way to the ground, shot him a second time in his left cheek with the same Taurus pistol. A witness uh, pursued Andrew, but was able, unable to catch him, um, but did report to authorities that he fled into a nearby parking garage. Police found William Reese's stolen uh, Chevy pickup in a nearby in a nearby parking garage, maybe not the same one. It, I guess they found Andrew's clothes and clippings, newspaper clippings of the reports of his murders inside. On July 23rd, 1997, Andrew's body is found in a luxury houseboat, just a random one, uh, in Miami Beach after a caretaker of, I guess, the, the port or pier, dock, whatever it was tied up at, reported hearing the gunshot. He had shot himself in the head with the same pistol. His motivation is still completely unknown. They have no idea why he did all this. At the time of the murders, there was extensive like speculation in the public and like media and stuff linking the crimes to him finding out he was HIV positive. They think he just like lost it, went berserk. Like that was the the snap? I don't know, maybe. Time Magazine, even as recent as 2018, when that TV series came out, wrote an article about him and they mentioned that authorities believed he was driven to kill former lovers and possibly former clients he believed had given him HIV. But when his autopsy was done, they found he was HIV negative. So no idea. No, no clue. So they searched the houseboat where he had died. He didn't leave a suicide note. He really didn't leave a lot of personal belongings. But I guess what they did find that may have been of note, it maybe, maybe not. They found multiple tubes of hydrocortisone cream. Okay. And a fairly extensive collection of C.S. Lewis books, like the, his fiction. Like The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Yeah. Why did he have hydrocortisone cream? <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that to treat like burns? Yeah, like rashes or burns or... Like skin irritants. Hydrocortisone, I'm pretty sure, can be treated to like used to treat diaper rash. Why did he have a, a bunch of like a notable amount of it? Like a lot of them. I don't know. <laughs> Why? I, I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, uh, 
Andrew uh, Kananen can be found on Wikipedia's list of serial killers in the United States, but his status as a serial killer versus a spree killer has sounds been, like a spree killer has for been sure. disputed. Yeah, so people kind of go back and forth. It does seem like most of them are calling him a spree killer. Though. Yeah, there's no pattern to his killing at Not all. Not really. It's so wild and chaotic. It really doesn't seem like it was planned beforehand either. Like now if everybody got beat with a hammer or stabbed with a screwdriver with their throat slit with a hacksaw, then sure, you have a serial killer. But that was all random and just in the moment. Mm-hmm. Although I guess so was like the Night Stalker. Yeah. A lot of his was just crazy. He shot a lot of people too, though. I don't know, but see, like when people say killing spree, it's usually like, I mean, I guess I haven't heard of a lot of them, but it sounds about right to me that a killing spree is inspired by like a lot of rage and like confusion and chaos and stuff. And it, I very often just, I guess I, off the top of my head, it sounds like ends in people committing suicide or turning themselves in or something once everything's calmed down. I wrote it down the assassination of Gianni Versace. Cause now I kind of want to watch it. I don't give a shit about Versace, you know, sucks that he was murdered. Course, didn't didn't know course. anything about him at all. Same. Don't care. Yeah. But I'm curious to see how much of this show is going to be about Andrew and his misdoings. So just based off of what I read, Versace, Gianni Versace was a gay man. Um, he, I mean, he had a, a long-term like serious relationship boyfriend at the time, but what what does that really mean? Like anybody, like open relationships are a thing and have been for a really long time. So based off of the book and based off of the fact that he went to his house and killed him after killing four other people, he definitely, like almost for sure knew, except for the cemetery guy. Yeah, poor cemetery man. Poor William Reese. Um, just really seems like maybe there was some kind of history. I do also think it's still possible that he believed he had HIV and just never got checked out, maybe because he was embarrassed or upset or something like that, which might explain the hydrocortisone cream. Maybe he, I don't know, was experiencing some symptoms and didn't, I don't know what the symptoms of AIDS are, but like maybe he was getting rashes or hives or inflammation or whatever. And he just assumed he must have HIV. I have no idea. It's so wild to me. This is a really strange reaction, but that's another thing. Like he worked freelance. So he didn't have medical coverage. And if he was maxed out on all of his credit cards and didn't have anyone providing him income anymore, maybe that's why he didn't go to the doctor's office to get checked out. And just, I don't know, he was obviously mentally, not obviously mentally unwell, but well, yeah, actually after all of this, yeah. At the time though, before five murders, it really didn't seem like he was this crazy I mean, except that he was like a diagnosed sociopath. I know, but he was so young and then there was just no word of that for a really long time, except for like maybe the violent pornography, but people do that all the time too. And they're not always sociopaths. That's that's not necessarily like damning. That's what I'm saying. Like it sounded like a bunch of his friends thought he was fairly normal. And then this happened. And then the slaughter began. Yeah. Good Lord. Well, I mean, that's insanely interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I had no idea that so much shit went down. I heard of, I mean, I never, I never knew how Gianni Versace died. I didn't, I mean, I didn't know a lot about Versace period, like even the brand or who is even running it right now. Like I know he has a sister, I think, but I read that this guy had killed Gianni Versace and didn't expect to find four murders before that to actually find like a murder spree. And that's, that's what this led into. So I was like, Ooh, 
wild. Like a terrible thing, but I'm going to take this to the podcast and I'm going to share it. Well, thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. That was a wild ride. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not as wild as this wheel spin. If you could kill any mythological creature in the world, which would you make boots out of? You get to kill a mythological creature and turn its skin into boots. A unicorn. You're going to make unicorn boots? Yeah, because I feel like it would be like just inherently enchanted. They'd be magic boots somehow. Like they'd make me faster or like able to fly or something. Mm. Or walk on water, maybe. Okay. Or walk through fire or something crazy like that. I'm killing mermaids. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have mermaid boots? Mermaid boots. I'm going to use their tails. You know, they have like snakeskin boots. Yeah. With like the scales on them. Yeah. I'm going to do mermaid tail boots. Cool. They're going to be so shiny. Uh Uh-huh. So glittery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be a a whole thing. You know, you can style it all sorts of ways. How would you, what kind of boots do you think? Just like cowboy boots? Cowboy, maybe I'd make bags, you know, purses, tights. Matching accessories. Yeah. Maybe some earrings. Would you make it like a a matching pair for Danny? Probably. Uh Maybe like a headband. A headband. To like 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 push your hair up. Mermaid skin headband. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. Um, I imagine my unicorn boots would be, you know, obviously super stylish and awesome, whatever that means that, that I would know, but, uh, yeah, they would probably let me walk through, um, like walls or something, some shit like that. That's what I'm most excited about. (laughs) Uh, I think you're overthinking the magic ability of these. I think they would have some ability. Yes. Like TSA wouldn't make you take your shoes off, you know? Like they just wouldn't find my they shoes would, very suspicious. They would something. just be like, you go on through, you know, <laughs> those like are so fabulous. They look down and they're like, damn, you go on, you know? <laughs> okay. I can see that, but you're not walking through. You're not flying with these boots. No, you don't know that though. I absolutely could be. My mermaid boots don't make you swim better. Based off of Harry Potter, their blood makes you immortal. So the boots, like I'm getting something fucking dope. You brought up a great point that pissed me off. Why the fuck? In the Harry Potter game, can you not kill and drink from unicorns? I don't know, dude. I tried. Anyway, <clears throat> I just thought it'd be a nice little touch, just like a quick little, you know, add on that the boots would be really tall. Like maybe they'd be thigh high boots and all the way down the back, there would be like, like the unicorn's mane, like the hair oh, going all the way down. Okay. Yeah. And the tip of the boot is a horn. <laughs> like a narwhal. <laughs> I didn't really think about that. Well, one. the unicorn's got a horn. I know, but I can't, there's two boots and there's only one horn. So you got to kill two unicorns <laughs> to make a pair of boots. One for each boot. That's why they're so valuable. Wow. Nah. No? No, I don't want to have to worry about like tripping or hurting anybody. Do you think if you buy a pair of boots, you get a horn? Yeah. Or do you think you sell the horns separately? If I were- You make headbands with the horns. That doesn't make sense. Those oh, are like- Like you put the horn on the headband. You make $4,000 headbands. That's kind of cool. Okay. I'm game. You could play like- like ring toss, ring toss with it. <laughs> with your unicorn horn headband. Yeah. Ah. What I mean, but it would be a magical one. So maybe there maybe not the ring toss though. Because you'd be doing way cooler things. Maybe you would like hula hoop with it, you know? Magically though. Somehow. Of course. Of course. Well anyway, we should wrap it up. Yes, we should. If you liked what you heard, please like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can share this podcast with anyone who's like kind of weirdly obsessed with mythological creatures and like old religions. Anyone who's read Harry Potter or heard of Harry Potter, anyone who hates Harry Potter or loves it. I mean, either one is fine with me. Um, anyone who has heard of Versace or loves fashion or hates fashion or has heard of fashion, 
Yeah, you you know you know Brazilian. Maybe you know someone who gets a Brazilian wax. They would love this podcast. Mm-hmm. Tell them about it. Anyone who appreciates a good Brazilian wax, why don't you let them know about this podcast? I appreciate a good Brazilian wax. You Same. know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like being smooth as a baby seal. Oh, I don't get them. <laughs> I just like them in sure. my life. Right. Danny gets them. <laughs> <laughs> Should never listen. I don't care. <laughs> uh, please, please visit our website, threeshotsin.com. Um, once you get to our website, you will find a link to our PayPal single time donation and you could just drop a cool hundo there. Yeah. A G, whatever you want, honestly, it's totally casual and there's, there's no obligation to you at all. You could also find a link to our Patreon page. That's right. Where for only $5 a month, you get so much more access to us. Yes. Patreon.com slash three shots in. And once you get there, you get so much bang for your buck. I think most of you watching would be interested in um, listening to our super exclusive patron only podcast. That's Three right. Shot Cinema. Three Shot Cinema. Uh, so far, we've done a lot of horror movies. Oh, yeah. Probably continue the trend. It's our favorite type of movie. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The next one, though, we don't know. We don't know what we're watching next. Yes, we do. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. It's fucking Evil Dead Rise. You thought you could get out of it, but Fuck, I you forgot. can't because I have you on record saying that you're going to go with me opening night to watch it. Not opening night. We're busy, but opening week for sure. Okay. Um, anyway, next week, you know what we're talking about? What? You know how you said, like, fuck you for picking the topic without talking to me? I didn't actually say yeah, that. Yeah, you did. No, and I guess what? I said, fuck you for making me sick. I did it again. Okay. <gasps> Lifestyle. Oh, cool. Did you think so. I'd be upset? You sounded like you did. I don't care. Oh, I also don't care. That's why I just chose. Okay. Mainly because fuck you, horse. <laughs> Lifestyle. You can, that can be a fucking Wolftharians. Ooh, <laughs> fun. I don't, or, ah, that'd be or, fun. or nudists, you know? Yeah, sure. It, there's so many weird fucking people in this world uh-huh. that live a very specific lifestyle that we can talk about. Yeah. You know, we haven't, we have not delved into what's going on in the crinkling world. Nowadays, no, no, the, world, the, the furry world, the furry world, the crinkle, obscure, the crinkle. We don't know what they're up to. Mm-mm. They could be doing so many things. Mm-hmm. We'll find out next week. Thank you all for listening. We love you. We love our patrons a little more, a lot more actually, but we still love you anyway. Yes. Thank you just for listening. Thank you to those of you who do a lot more than that. And we'll see you next time. Bye everybody. Later. I'm sorry. Fuck you for doing this to me. So I didn't do shit. Yes, you did. Just being near me. I didn't do fucking shit. I didn't didn't do this. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. (laughs)